0: good morning good afternoon wherever you are we've had our morning swim this morning water temperature is warming up but boy golly it's still chilly and uh, but the outside temperature is nice so I've got a nice warm down jacket on to warm things back up again so grey sky it's an interesting environment that it creates and it reminds me of times i spent in canada with first nation people and the growth uh, of suicide during the darker months as you probably are aware in canada it goes uh it goes dark really early in the afternoon like three or four o'clock and it doesn't get light until 10 o'clock the next day Uh, and the days are not necessarily much different to what we've got right here right now it's a a grey sky so this environment draws people inward and it draws them into their mind and the things they're attached to the things they think they're very hard to change, and it's, it's so easy to project from a nice beach in Bondi onto a person who's struggling in life. Why the hell would you be struggling with all this soft sand and beautiful ocean and gorgeous environment and the rent being paid and love life being nice? And How could you be so sad? But it's really understandable that people in the darker places, uh, seasons of, of uh, the world. Well, there's, not, there's an extended period of months and months where it's nothing but gray. You drive with your headlights on, it snows, and it's not as pretty as it all sounds. Why you get left alone in those environments with your thoughts a lot? And those thoughts don't change much. We try to change them by reading books and watching Netflix or even drinking alcohol or, as I did last night, eating Messina ice cream far too much. And we think that by doing these things, we're going to change the thoughts that are ruminating and running around in our brain. But no, there's parts of us that are addicted to those thoughts. We are addicted to thinking the thoughts, but we want to change how we feel after we think the thoughts. So it's like we hold on to and attach ourselves to thought processes, belief systems and attitudes that ultimately lead to the experiences that we have in life. And the experiences that we want to change, but we just don't want to change, for some reason, the addictions and the what's called, in scientific language, memes. So as we have genes, we have memes. And memes are thoughts we don't know we think. They're patterns of thought. They're beliefs that we unconsciously inherit from our childhood. And we believe this is good and this is bad and this is right. And the only way those memes really uh, develop, and they must evolve, because if the meme doesn't evolve, the body doesn't evolve. Our thoughts and our body are one. So if those thoughts don't evolve, if those memes don't evolve, we don't evolve as a human being. We just change what we do. And struggle along bravely, courageously, waiting for the last breath till we leave the planet and realise that half the memes we've been carrying with us have not served us. Unconditional love is a pretty good meme, isn't it? Unconditional love. To learn that meme means you've got a a metric, a barometer against which you can throw all of your memes you're sitting down there alone worrying about the past or visualizing the future and the question might be are you are you having a fight with nature in that worry are you having a fight with nature with your stress because unconditional love is nature that's the nature of it it's a beautiful world nature is operating absolutely the best bible you'll ever see in the world is nature And the second best one is your body, of course. (laughs) The most expensive seminar on earth you'll ever witness is a hospital bed. But people I've worked with over the years and years and years can spend time in a hospital bed in life-threatening suffering and learn nothing from it. They come back out and start operating in ignorance in the same ignorance, in the same meme they operated before they went in. They will verbally acknowledge that they are a participant in the process that caused them to go to hospital, the illness or the disease or the accident. They will acknowledge their role in that. But then the question might be, (laughs) which part of that role are they going to change? change others change their underpants or change the cause which is the thought that's a really interesting question isn't it as much as I think this inner wealth work I do on the podcast is deep, it's also quite shallow in a way because we're dealing not with fixing the effect of stuff, not a consulting report or an autopsy report or a therapeutic analysis of somebody's behaviour we're talking about what's causing it and it's always one or two thoughts that we attach to that we just don't want to let go of of maybe a fear maybe a fear and those thoughts always go back to their root which is the first three years of our life, where there was too much or too little of something accidentally, not consciously, but accidentally uh, sent to us through our parents. I read this morning a really sad story about a mother who stabbed her daughter and threw her in a river in Australia in order to prevent that daughter becoming part of the father father's world who she had separated from but it just shows you what people will do with children in the in what they would call in the child's best interest and in the process inflict an incredible wound totally totally and absolutely accidentally even though they think They're doing the right thing. What does a child want from a parent? Time? Well, I suppose. Do they want uh, security? Well, I suppose that too. But if I had to give all that up, what would they say they really, really wanted? What would they say? acceptance is that the word or unconditional love it's hard to be a parent and unconditionally love a child and say no matter what you do i still love you it's hard to say that when some of their behavior brings up your fears it's worth thinking about this is chris have a beautiful day bye for now